книга пророка Иеремии, глава 17, стихи 7, 8. The book of Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, and whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green, and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. To trust in the Lord is in your losses or your gains to seek God and depend upon God. A person who trusts in God or places his hope upon God is blessed because his joy and his food is God. And regardless of whether he is wealthy or he is poor, he will be protected from any economical disbalances as well as any calamities and political cataclysms. A person who trusts upon the Lord is like the tree that is planted by the rivers of water that lets out its roots at the current. To be planted in the water is to place yourself within the atmosphere of the anointed Word of God. This depends on us. This, this does not depend on God. God gives His anointed Word, but to place to ab ourselves to abide in it, we need to be the one abiding in it. At the same time, the current of water is the act of faith or obeying the Word of God. And because of this position, a person won't even know when the heat comes or God's wrath, the destructive wrath of God. And so heat in Scripture symbolizing symbolizes the devouring wrath of God upon those people who have refused to be planted at the river or the current of water. And it's talking about people in church. And so, <clears throat> unfortunately, this person not being planted attempts to use God's uh, principles and goals to achieve materialistic blessings. A person who trusts God, first of all, values the anointed word and second, hungers and waits for the ac activation of the water in the form of the word because this word begins to become active inside. Because of this position and such regard to God and his word, his uh, leaf at the time of drought continues to be green. A green leaf is materialistic sufficiency that he did not look for, but that came to him as a free addition because he, before anything else, was seeking the kingdom of God and the power of the Holy Spirit and God. A person who trusts upon God does not is not afraid of drought because his roots are deeply within this current of water. This is God's life or the life of God. And so he does not cease in bearing fruit to God. And so this is the demonstration of holiness, uh, the fruits of holiness. He separates himself from everything that's unholy. He separates himself from all who are lawless and wicked and so forth. And so holiness as fruit is the result of the desired and strict uh, commandments of God that we follow. And so we acknowledge God's rights and God's word and we demonstrate our faithfulness. One who trusts upon God or upon the Lord considers it important to give to God what is within his possession but that does not belong to him. And so giving to God what belongs to him by right is a component of true sanctification. And so sanctification that does not pursue 
giving of your tithes or does not include the giving of your tithes that is in accordance to the, the demands that are in scripture is not sanctification and so we need to consider that according to scripture a person that pursues sanctification as a goal for the sake of sanctification is preparing his soul for the entry of demon or demonic power because he's sanctifying himself for the sake of sanctification this is not a goal when an unclean spirit goes out of a man he goes through dry places and he goes out of a man when you sanctify yourself we sanctify ourselves he goes through dry places seeking rest and finding none he seeks uh, in places where there's no current of life there's no word of grace and finding none he says I will return to my house from which I came and when he comes he finds it swept and put in order the person has sanctified himself he has confessed his sins he has uh, denied the sinful life that was passed on uh, to him from his fathers uh, he's denied his nation the house of his father uh, but his goal in this in sanctification was not to dedicate himself to God he just uh, considers it necessary to sanctify themselves as they do in encounters or other forms of of unfaithful uh, sanctification and so he then goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself and they enter and dwell and dwell there and the last state of that man's man is worse than the first a person starts seeing unusual visions starts to prophesy there are signs and miracles that begin to happen through this person but they're false signs and miracles and people are in awe all want to experience this encounter so they can have the same thing to sanctify themselves the same way sanctification is happening not in accordance to scripture and does not pursue the goal of dedication but is sanctification for the sake of sanctification so you can possess the gifts of the Holy Spirit a person who gives to God his tithes without himself with the goal of purchasing God's favor is give is the offering of Cain that God did not accept imploring us with much urgency that we would receive the gift and the fellowship of the ministering to the Saints and not only as we had hoped but they first gave themselves to the Lord and then to us by the will of God 2nd Corinthians 8 4 5 this is what Apostle Paul says about the Macedonian churches. According to this place or this text, holiness as a fruit to God is within three components, giving yourself to God first. when you That's dedicating yourself to God, which is possible after you sanctify yourself. Secondly, giving yourself uh, or committing yourself to the delegated authority of God and third giving to God then your tithe and your offering and so these three things need to work together first we need to dedicate ourselves to God second to the delegated authority of God whom God has placed over us and only after that do we then give our tithe and our offering because this will be testimony a tithe is testimony that I truly acknowledge over myself the uh, power the authority of God whom God has placed over me right now we will serve the Lord with our tithes and our offerings and with this we will demonstrate our love to God and acknowledge over ourselves his unquestionable authority and we will sing a song let us stand this is our opportunity this is our privilege 
to chop the root of love for money because if this root will not be chopped down then we will serve mammon thinking we are serving God the scriptures say you can't serve two masters and so let us sing And so I will remind us that every time when Israel honored God with their tithes and their offerings, either in the tabernacle of Moses or the, or the temple of Solomon, they were required as a command that Moses received from God to stretch out their hands over their tithes and proclaim a great proclamation, which they continued to do for thousands of years. We are that same Israel. We are connected to the same roots. We are nourished by the same olive tree. We will do the same thing. Please stretch out your hand over your tithes and pray together with me. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I have separated my tithe from my house and have brought it into your temple so that you may have food within your house. 
I do not give in impurity, I do not give in sorrow, and I do not give for the dead. I rejoice that I have the privilege to demonstrate my love and to acknowledge your authority. And now in accordance to your words, I pray right now, may your heavenly doors be open to me, and may your blessing come without end upon your redeemed nation. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen, amen. God bless you. You may be seated.